Welcome to the show. I'm sitting here together with a very special person, Professor Pekka Valitu. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. You're a big name in the fiber world. Um, <laughs> Uh, actually, uh, but interestingly, uh, a lot of people don't know uh, some fiber products uh, still. Uh, GC also uh, just uh, released EverX Flow. How long have you been working on the EverX Flow? No, with EverX Flow for around four or five years, but of course behind all that we had this 30 years of history of, of making research of fiber composites. and It had taken that much time, which is very analog to that of whole development or evolution of dental treatments, for instance, like with dental implants. It took 35 years be before they came very popular. And with fibers, now we have been working in practice around 25 years. Out of that, this EverX Flow or this short fiber composite world has been running for altogether a bit less than 10 years. And we have launched One new product regarding short fibers, ever ex posterior, five years ago, six years ago, and that was a good one, but it was not necessarily the most easy to be used. And therefore, there was need for something which is easier for handling properties at the same time when we clearly saw trend toward bulk filling composite resins and, and that kind of flowable type of looking like materials and that was exactly what we started to look at more in detail and the key point in all this with all of all fibers is that when we have something as a filler for resin composite which is not particulate only those fiber-like materials can actually resist crack growth so when the crack starts to go throughout the material and the crack meets fiber, it stops. Mm. That's the basic function of all composite materials from engineering purpose applications to our present fiber composites in dental, dental field. And in this context, of course, the most effective type of fibers, they are long fibers. In, in mouth, it means that they are maybe five millimeters or two centimeters in length. They are long fibers for us. And, and then it's obvious that those long fibers cannot be put into the root canal. No, then into the cavity. To the root canal, yes, vertically, but not to the cavity. And that's why we started to cut the fibers to the length that they have room enough in a cavity and then starting to look at what would be the optimal way to toughen and reinforce the filling composite resin. And as I say, this ever posterior, like the name says, that it's only... A, for posterior restorations, which are teeth which is having around 8 millimeters or 10 millimeters dimensions, where you can have short fibers, which are actually quite long ones, they are around 1 millimeter in length. But they cannot be used in pre-monas, they cannot be used in, in incisors, because space for these 1 millimeter fibers as a bulky material is too much. And that was the start for developing something which is having equal or even better mechanical properties. Most importantly, toughness, which is one clinically significant material property, which can be used in, in small size teeth, premolars, canines, incisors. Of course, one can think that it's simple to cut the fiber, a shorter one, but they are not making the composite anymore that strong. 
what has to be done at the same time that you have to look at what is diameter of the fiber versus length of the fiber. This is so-called aspect razor of the filler and then when you are cutting down length of the fibers and willing still to have this kind of reinforcing effect then you have to make the diameter of the fiber also smaller one. Then, then that ratio is going to be almost or exactly the same what we had in, in this previous Everex posterior, although the fiber length is going to be smaller. And then by that optimization, we, we made a lot of experiments, a lot of research to optimize fiber content, fiber length, other fillers, to have flowable viscosity, good translucency, good appearance for the material at good poly- polymerization properties until we found the present composition which is now found in the Everex flow material. It's flowable, it contains fibers, fibers having that specific optimized aspect ratio which means that they are toughening. And surprisingly this flowable material it is actually stronger and more tough than Everex posterior was. Oh, really? so it's slightly better in all respects, plus much easier handling. So actually, are we allowed to uh, skip <laughs> Everex posterior? Because, uh, no, it's, they, they are, of course, they are different. Everex posterior have certain benefits, and that's coming if we have really big cavity. Cavity which can be actually loaded with packable material. So they are, to some extent, of course, Everex flow certainly will replace Everex posterior, but not completely. And then, of course, during these years, we have seen some other application for Everex posterior, this packable composite, which, which cannot be actually so easily used, used in, in by flowable one. And those are something which can be found in laboratories, dental laboratories, building up cores for, for crowns and that kind of application, which most likely is, is still easier to get with posterior like packable composite. But for a clinician, directly use resin composite, certainly Everex flow will eat market of Everex posterior. Um, that's interesting because that was a question when I was using because uh, the Everex flow is so easy to use that uh, it's uh, compared to Everex posterior kind of a cheating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. And actually also in the beginning I uh, didn't know why we need a dentine shade uh, for that because basically I, I'm an endodontist and uh, whenever you're thinking about endodontics you, you don't come past the Everex posterior when you think very long about it and it's good to hear that it's uh, something that you can even apply very good into MB, small MB2 canals yeah, yeah. and uh, coming back to the dentine shade I first thought I won't need it but now I realized uh, what the benefit is, is due to, uh, to the aesthetics although we are um, just having like we don't have it in a bulk of, uh, yeah. way and, and also what can be done is that when you need good trans- translucency namely good polymerization depth by light. You can start using in the deeper parts of root canal opening for instance or deep cavities with translucent one and then stop and change the material to be shaded Everex flow. That part which is needed to be aesthetically more pleasant looking. So it can be a combination of two different Everex flow materials. Yeah, actually, in the beginning, I com- even combined it um, that I uh, did a layer of the um, uh, masking layer after the uh, uh, dentine shade, but I found out that it's actually uh, not uh, necessary. Not yet, yeah. It's uh, very g- has a very good chroma. 
Um, Stefan and I, uh, we did a podcast about AVAX Flow as well. And uh, Stefan is also doing lectures and courses for cracked teeth. So teeth with existing cracks. And um, I remember a workshop by Professor Greti from Geneva. And he's a fan of uh, the Everstick net, just a fiber net, and to put it on a crack. So and the question arose, well, what's a better choice? If we have a small existing crack, should we rather cover it still with the net? Or can we use Everx flow and have similar properties? Of course, with long fibers like what you can find from Everstick net, the efficiency to resist crack propagation is, is higher than with short fibers, although the aspect ratio is, is now quite optimized. So theoretically, Everstick net is better to resist and then support these fractured pieces of, of teeth in, in one piece. But in from practical perspective, when we have to use it clinically with a most likely in very short period of time, we don't have that much time. Mm. Then the net effect of putting Everstick net, nothing, or Everex flow, flow puts the balance to the side of Everex flow because it's so easy to use. And we know that it's very effective material to eliminate crack growth. Toughness values, which is describing how easily crack grows through the material and maybe reach the dentin undernet where we can have the existing pre-existing crack. The difference from normal filling composites is something that we have value of 1 or 1.1 of regular composites and when we are having Everex flow it's going to be almost 3. Oh, okay. Which means that you need to have 3 times or 2.5 times more energy have fracture will go through the Everx flow layer and then it will me meet the already fractured dentin. But with, with long fibers, that value is actually even, even much higher. Clinically, certainly, in most cases, I think this is the easiest way to use it. Hmm. Uh, actually, I already also heard a lecture from Mark Frater, which really convinced me to use more Everx posterior and, of course, the fiber net. And uh, I'm really interested in, in also hearing his opinion about Everx flow, but you probably know each other very well. No, quite well, quite well. <laughs> quite well, yeah. So it's uh, for sure an excited pro product, for kind of underrated in the de uh, dental field, for, or at least in Germany. My first connection to uh, fiber composite was actually the Everx posterior um, oh. six years ago. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because, as said, we have been working also commercially with these fibers since 1997. Uh, yeah, um, sometimes even like um, at my university it was mentioned, for example, with splinting lower two teeth um, that were even included some fibers uh, and did a, in a splinting on the incisors. But uh, it was never that it was supported by a lot of, how do you call it, um, rest of ma main players in Germany. Oh, actually yeah. prostodontists. No, also uh, restaurant uh, professors. For example, I uh, mention uh, or, or always remember some people even asking at courses, what about Everex posterior? The question was, well, there's not so much evidence about it, or I tested it, it was, didn't make a lot of difference, uh, of course, uh, but uh, nobody really asked the question, okay, you tested it, but how much? 
no difference did it make did it make it any difference and where are the test uh, results yeah and that that's actually correct because there are a lot of in vitro studies where that kind of huge difference have not been able to show and then this is very simply because if we are thinking about a ratio of thickness of enamel versus dentin it's around two millimeters and maybe two millimeters of dentin underneath then pulp comes and then now this everex posterior like everex flow that is going to be used to replace dentin part which is that natural fiber composite part meaning that the ratio of our restoration should be almost the same like one or 1.52 millimeters regular hybrid composite resin on top of two la two millimeters layer or more of, of everx flow or everx posterior that ratio actually makes the whole restoration and the remaining too strong but if you would put three millimeters of hybrid composite and only one millimeter of everx posterior flow then the ratio is not correct and that means that fracture can go through three millimeters until it meets the meet the first fibers and that's too late the teeth has fractured so we have to look at actually how nature has made the ratio of enamel and dentin and copy that with our materials of, of what we are now introducing okay so for the users out there think about everx flow as a dentin replacement yes. and then you're yeah. doing everything right yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's a good conclusion, <laughs> conclusion. Uh, actually one last thing Now it's also marked as a core build-up, and uh, before that, there was like people were afraid. Oh, you always have to cover Everex posterior, and actually, at the Iron Care workshop, he basically explained this myth for us. We only we can do use it as a core build-up, but we have to cover uh, it with the crown in the end, and then it's fine. Yeah, that's that's true. We always instruct to cover fiber composite with some other composite resin, uh, because fiber composite anyhow it's it's so called macrofilled composite which cannot be polished so well but it can be polished but the level of gloss is not that what can can be, can be obtained with our best resin composites that's why we inter, inter or instruct to put a layer of regular filling composite on top of fibers but it's from practical experience we all know that it's not at all catastrophic if it's exposed to oral cavity but for regulatory reasons and to get the optimal end result we don't want to see this polished but not high gloss surface without coverage with our normal composite materials in mouth great i think it was a great talk and now very nice insight into the everx flow world <laughs> thank you yeah um I'll try to put some liter literature under <laughs> the podcast for everybody uh, who's interested in reading more about. It's now not. It's not FRC. It's now uh, SFRC. Right? Yeah, short, short, short. Life is short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks. You're for short fibers. <laughs> thanks for the talk. Thank you.